Welcome to Rooted Light, a show that centers on the path of being human first in the divine play of life on earth. This podcast aims to explore the bridge between mysticism and what it means to be a modern day human who is devoted to full spectrum healing. I am your host, Melanie Custodio. Hello, everyone. I am here. This is my very first podcast, and I'm excited to be here. I I don't know if I would say I'm excited to be here, actually. I am honored to be here. And... I am ready to see what comes of this journey of talking to all of you and what sort of lessons and what sort of discoveries that are to be made on this show. Yeah. I could talk more about why I decided to do a podcast, but I I don't think I want to do that right now. I feel more called to create some intentions of what I would like currently the iteration of this show, what it should be, what I would like it to imbue. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. So one of the first intentions of this podcast for me is to be in service to the divine birthright of transformation, unravelment, and uncovering more of myself. And hopefully you can find yourself doing the same in your own process, whatever that looks like. This podcast is in dedication to the expansion of consciousness on earth and creating a sacred space to to inquiry, to process, to integrate the collective and personal challenges and triumphs of what it's like to live here on earth. It's also to remember that I myself, Melanie Custodio, am human first, and so are you. And my truth has permission to evolve and shift through my lived experience, and yours does too. And I encourage it to. And on that note, we can make space for our truths to be highly resonant and maybe similar at times to each other and then also at times to be wildly different. In my opinion, the only ultimate truth is the truth that you feel in this now. So always, always, always use your discernment as to what is in alignment for you. And lastly, 
This show definitely feels like it wants to dive deep. That's where it wants to go. It may get ab abstract at times. Um, it is a space for questioning, paradox, and paradigms. So at times I need, may need to remind myself that I shouldn't get too serious. And so my intention is to also maintain a certain level of levity and silliness and lightness to it all. So yeah. Hmm. Okay. So I was trying to, I guess trying is not the good a good word. I was waiting and to receive what wanted to be talked about on my first podcast episode and, you know, where things would want to go and one of the things that stuck out to me was introductions, right? You may not know who I am, or maybe you do, or and that that led me down a little bit of a rabbit hole around the concept of who am I and what is meant but what is meant behind the question who who are we? Who am I? And it's, it's hard to answer that question, I think. And without sounding super, super heady or super pretentious, I still, I still feel like it's important to go there. And, um, and I, I believe that that is kind of what the main question of this first episode is. And so bear with me. I do think at times it may get a little convoluted. I'm going to try not to get super convoluted with it. And also bear in mind that sometimes it may come across a little like, overly philosophical and that's not my intention um just just asking the questions that's that is sort of what this space wants to be is it wants to be a space to ponder to ask questions to pontificate on certain uh answers to certain questions and i also encourage you to ask your own questions and to have your own answers to them. So when I was thinking about the question of who I am or who we are, it reminded me a lot of the process uh, that I have been experiencing over the last, I don't even know how many years of, you could say, of awakening, of um, expanding in consciousness, of going through the dark night of the soul, or whatever you may call it. Um, and, you know, I'm sure many of you have experienced certain levels of this too. 
And I like to jokingly say that I feel as though I have died and been reborn like over a hundred times over the last several years because of this one question. Who am I? Who are we? And being pulled out of the automatic autopilot that I tend to live my life and I tend to run this energy around who I am. And maybe you have too. So you may have seen in other maybe spiritual texts or other spaces where the question, who am I? Well, I am. Then that's the, the answer to that question, right? I am. Which, you know, can be a little bit confronting. Like, what, is, what does that mean? It's so abstract. I am. And what I'm hoping to explore is all of the nitty gritty that gets sifted through so you get to the point of where who you are is I am. Or in a lot of ways, the way I see it is not so much who I am, but who I be, who I be. So, this is where I think things get a little interesting, I should say, is the concept of who I am. Because and when I'm at this point right now, when I'm saying who I am, I'm, I'm speaking I in a general terms, who we are. Because there is a tremendous amount of self-concept that gets tied into who we are. So... Um, hmm. I want to I want to lay the disclaimer that as I dive into things like self-concept and identity points that I'm not dismissing them as not part of your essence. It's in my perspective part of your essence, but also not part of your essence. It's a big paradox. And so it lays a very, very rich context of, of who you are and the character of who you are in this life. But it's also not just that, okay? So, identity constructs. This is where things get a little complicated because we have things like gender identity, 
for me personally, I identify as a woman. We have things like uh, religion, so maybe the religion that we were raised in or the religion that we currently identify with. We have where we were born, in what level of socioeconomic status we were dealt with, um, our education level, our preferences. I, <laughs> I believe that many of you know exactly what I'm talking about and I could keep on listing them and you you would understand. The thing about these identity constructs is recognizing that they lay very rich context for who you are in this lifetime, but they also don't define you and your vastness of who you are. There are many points in this podcast where I may go a little silent and it is because I am wanting to be very intentional intentional about what I'm saying. So bear with me if at times you're hearing long gaps of silence. I think many of us, especially if you're listening to this, you have really beautiful self-awareness and knowing that you are not just maybe some person who was born in some place with some parents and you you understand that you are more than that. Um, but it gets even deeper than that. And I've seen this in a lot of, uh, as, as people sort of step into spiritual spaces and they're learning about really, they're seeking, they're seeking more knowledge on themselves and, and it, I find, and I've been through this, I've been through this and I still, and I still, I still am guilty of it too, um, is becoming also identified with things like, for me, for example, I am a Taurus. I am a projector in human design. I um, am a life path 11. I've had past lives in Egypt and I've had past lives in, in ancient civilizations. And it can get really juicy as you kind of step into this sort of place of mysticism and you're learning more and more about who you are and the context and the framework of who you are other than the 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 meat suit and the the people you were born around right it gets really kind of interesting and intriguing but that can also lead to falling into a certain autopilot. Um, for example, may, maybe you all know that Taurus is one of their trademark um, shadow aspects is being stubborn. And while this isn't something that I don't think I ever went through, is it's very easy to be like, 
well, that's just who I am. I'm a Taurus, so I'm always going to find, like, I'm always going to butt heads with someone or I'm always going to do this or that. Um, but we can even go deeper and, and as someone starting to learn more about their, their upbringing and their wounding and their, they may uncover something about the way that they, a parent treated them and their default safety mechanism and just kind of loop in that sort of like, well, I have this experience, which means that I tend to do this to keep myself safe and to really identify with that and to hold on to it as if it's, um, as if, as if it's part of you. And, um, I want to create, again, I want to create space for the paradox. Yes, that is part of you, but it doesn't define you. It's not truly who you are. And, um, yeah, so this whole idea of self-concept, I mean, you take, I think you could take any one identity point. You could take gender identity. You could take race. You could take, um economic status, you could take nas- your, your nationality, you could take any you, politics, any one of these things, and you could go, not, I shouldn't say you could go in rabbit holes, but I, I should say, if you were to have a room filled with a hundred people, and you ask them something like, what, um, what does being a woman or what do women mean to you? Just using woman as an example. And you would have a whole lot of different answers. And some of that is a lot of societal conditioning. And some of it is a lot of personal identification around things. And that's just one point right? That's just one identity point. And when we think that we as people are tapestries of of so many threads of different aspects of our self-concept, we, it's very easy to see how who we think we are is not at all what someone else thinks you are. And it's not at all perhaps who you thought you were 10 years ago and how there's so many filters and so many different perspectives on any one aspect of yourself. Um, but to to bring that a little bit down to earth. We can create space for knowing that we have certain roles. Like for example, one of the roles I have is I'm a psychic intuitive. I also know that that is is not who I am. 
it is a role that I have. It's a skill that I've learned to use, but it's not who I am as a person. And who I am cannot be distilled to certain words or certain beliefs or certain stories. And and same for you. To truly allow the ability in the space to grow and to have broader awareness of your soul involves recognizing when you may be grasping really tightly to certain beliefs, to certain stories, through um, certain expired aspects of you. Maybe you can, maybe somebody comes to mind. I think a lot of us can conjure a character in our mind of that person who you know, or when you interact with them, it's almost like they are stuck in time. Perhaps they're stuck in time of the version of them when they were in high school and when that was supposedly maybe their best time in their life. And they're always kind of reliving that memory and and reliving that experience and um this and this I don't mean this in a in a in a mean way. Um I think this is can be an extreme example of that person that's maybe still stuck in the past and to who they were. And and um there's sort of this this stunting of 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 growth, of soul growth that happens when we become really identified with with parts of our self-concept. There's a an extreme version of that, but my ask of you is, are there more subtle aspects of yourself that you are clinging to, that you are reliving, that you are heavily identifying with, that you aren't perhaps maybe creating the space to explore more of, of who who you are in a deeper level. Uh, one of the things that I, I've noticed during this process as I've, I'm exploring more of, of who I am is this, and I like to call it a trap, but you can call it whatever is I found myself in this trap of thinking something, thinking some aspect of myself is who I am. This is, I, I, that is no longer me. This is now who I am. Wow. I've gained so much more of, of, of wisdom of who I am now. Now I re I'm really who I am. And then the natural sort of process of exploring life happens and I realize, okay, that was me thinking I was something else and that I, but I, now this is who I am. And then, and then just kind of cycling through that over and over until I've had this realization now of 
who who I am is whoever I be. <laughs> it's who I be. It's who I I choose to be in the moment. And yeah. I can look back and we can see this also with like teenagers who are exploring their self-concept. If you find yourself pendulum swinging, if you um are allowing perhaps you know as a child we tend to allow um we tend to enmesh with our caregivers and so we become who we we think our caregivers need from us and what they what will give us love right and then um as we step into more self-awareness and more self-concept as we become a teenager we start to realize like oh, like, I am just, who I, who I thought I was, was just, you know, what mom and dad wanted me to be, or told me what, what was good, and what was bad, and what I actually believe is different, and so there tends to be this pendulum swing that happens even with teenagers, when they start to realize, like, this isn't, who I am. This is who I am. And then they start dressing a certain way or talking a certain way and, and pushing, forcefully pushing who they are onto other people. And um, I think that's a very like sort of external, very obvious uh, metaphor for this process. Uh, but this this also brings to question are there subtle versions of this in you where you are still living out certain projections of conditioning that you have experienced through people communities through mass consciousness through your family because as we head into adulthood and we may think like, oh, yes, I've, I've worked through a lot of that. Um, but I think it just becomes more subtle and it, it just becomes more subtle. And the ways in which that becomes more subtle and the ways that I've seen it is the the unconscious energetic survival responses that we go through i think specifically for myself one of the the mechanisms that i'm working to heal is my fawning response so my people pleasing response and if you were to ask ask me this 10 years ago like i would think that this is part of my personality part of my personality is to um to be helpful to be able to predict other people's needs to be able to shrink if things get if somebody is blowing up too big to um, to be able to quiet my voice, 
for someone else to speak, to be able to speak up if no one else is doing that. I always saw myself from a very young age as a chameleon because I could shift and shape whatever I need to be in whatever context I'm in. And what I learned is that that was a survival response. And this is just one example. It may be something completely different for you. But I held on to that as part of my personality. And one of the things that I'm also still working through is holding on to the identity as an empath. I'm an empath. I'm an empath. Well, I'm just so sensitive. I'm just such a sensitive person because I'm an empath. Well, how much of me like wants to feel that way? I am the empath. I am the people, I'm the person that's able to help people. And how much of that is something that I intelligently learned from a very young age to be a part of my personality? So, so I kind of alluded already to what it means to me to not just be who I am, but who I be and who you be. And what does that mean? And what does that create space for? And for me, it's who you be cannot be distilled to a point in time, who you were at a point in time. It cannot be distilled to a, um, a number of tiny little identity points of, of who you are. It's, it's part of it, but it's just little facets in a prism of, of your own vastness, of your own essence. To, to embrace who you be involves collaborating, collaborating with the identities that you choose to, to, to work with. I choose to work with the identity of an empath to be empathic. I choose to ident I I choose to collaborate with being a psychic, but those things aren't me as a human being. They are slivers and flavors of who I am based off of what I choose to be in any given moment but they don't define me. So it's recognizing that your prefer- preferences, that your personalities, the aspects of your personality, of your beliefs, the stories that you hold, they create fertile soil of your experience. They create the lenses of your experience. But that's, that's it. That they don't define you. And as you open up more and more to this idea 
that you are so much more than these things. You, you find that the aspects, these aspects that no longer serve you, that no longer are, are part of your highly aligned path, they begin to die. And that process can be hard. That's facing your shadow. And, but from that, you gain this much deeper, much richer embodiment of you and your essence. And your essence, as much as I would love to find words for it, it's the it's we're back to the whole problem of the identity points it it cannot be distilled to certain words it's it's being comfortable in your body it's it's exuding and attuning to higher levels of energy And I, I like to just perhaps maybe finish it off with this and it, I know people have different levels of beliefs on this and just recognize that life is so meaningful the life that you experience is so meaningful. We as souls incarnated with having these, these, uh, this richness, this, this, this character development of, of these identities, these concepts, these, these aspects of self that we run sort of as a character and our our life you can you can almost see as sort of like a, a game a game where the 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 reality that you experience is heavily filtered by things like where you were born what what your gen what a gender you identify with the religion that you um, that you experienced as a child, all of these things, they kind of create sort of the 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 video game level, the reality that you experience. But th- those things within themselves aren't necessarily the true essence of reality, but they do dictate how you experience it and life becomes so much richer and so much more magical when you see that you see that for what it is you see oh this me this avatar who I am and the skills and the strategies that I've developed aka for me fawning people pleasing empathing 
uh, strapping on a good person sort of persona, all of these things are, are strategic and intelligent design for myself to be able to function in this, this, this reality that was given to me. And once you have the awareness that this thing doesn't necessarily run on autopilot, I am awake now. I can see, I can see in ways that I've fallen victim to thinking I am this or to um, be heavily identified with this thing or to assume other people's projections on of who I am or once we can step out of that and and see it for what it is our actual reality shifts and i it, and we are now having twists and turns and benevolent treasures kind of uncovering through this this game um but I do think that that whole conversation could be a really heavy one and probably for a a much different day. Um, So that is kind of what this podcast as a whole will kind of be is who am I being now? Who am I choosing to be and embody right now? And how does this, how, how does choosing who I decide to be and seeing what life delivers to me right now, how does this provide me with valuable information, lived experience to uncover more and more and more of who I am? Because it it just keeps getting deeper. It 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 never ends. It never ends. There's no destination. But once we can see and once we can feel that we have a certain level of power and control over our reality and of who we be, that's just a whole nother game. That's just that's just a very very exciting way to 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 garner the richness of life alrighty friends well I think that is all for today if you really just enjoyed being present in this conversation if you even found just like a tidbit that you that really stuck out to to you. I would so appreciate it if you would go ahead and connect with me. Go ahead and connect with me. I love hearing from people. And um if this this podcast episode was uh enjoyable for you and you feel as though someone else may benefit from it too, please share. I would appreciate that so much. And you can also, if you really enjoy being in this energy and working with me, you can 
connect with me over Instagram or email. I do offer soul alignment sessions. It is a form of mentorship. Um, and I also offer uh, psychic tarot readings and past life readings. So until next time, thank you so much. Bye.